Hi, I'm Jo Rochelle, and this is Girl Wonder, a thoughtful and relaxing podcast that analyzes comics on Webtoon. If you want to dive deep into theories and relive some of the biggest moments in your favorite Webtoons, then you're absolutely in the right place. Sit back, relax, and we'll get started. Today on the podcast, we're discussing episodes 233 through 235 of I Love You by Kimchi. That means we get to discuss the aftermath of Yanggi kicking Shin A out of his hospital room, the creepy situation Alyssa has found herself in with Gun Kim, and Shin A and Maya's much-needed conversation about her feelings for Yanggi and Yanggi's feelings for her, including the sentence that comes out of Shin A's mouth, starting with, if you won't let me have you. (laughs) Okay, but before we do that, I want to encourage you to support the creator of this comic on her Patreon, which is patreon.com slash quimchi slash kimchi, however you want to pronounce it. I've been a patron of hers for a long time. It's a great community, and you receive frequent updates and exclusive drawings from I Love You. The link is in the description box of this podcast episode if you're interested in joining. And if you find yourself enjoying the podcast and enjoying the discussion and want to receive early access to podcast episodes amongst other perks for $1 a month, you can do that by joining my Patreon at patreon.com girlwonder. The link is also in the description box. And before we start, our top cities that have listened to this podcast the most in the last seven days are Dallas, Birmingham, Edmonton, Smoky Lake, Frederick, Salt Lake City, Philadelphia, and Oakland. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. All right, let's get into it. In episode 233 of I Love You, Yonggi's grandmother tells him that she sent Shin A home so he can relax. But then she proceeds to confront him about everything she heard and saw. How he was with Dieter when Dieter walked in. How he was with Shanae's bandana. How flustered he got when she teased him about it. And Yangi is just in denial mode. I don't know how much denial I can take from Yangi and Shanae at this point. But they are really like shutting down everything. I would say Shanae is in more denial than Yonggi, though, because it's easier to bring him back to reality than it is for anyone to bring Shanae to reality right now. Eventually, Yonggi asks his grandmother, did you tell her? And I assume he's asking, did you tell her that I like her? And Nana says she didn't do that, but she insists that he has a conversation with Shanae or Dieter, even though Dieter likely knows. So they're clearly talking about Yonggi having romantic feelings for Shin A, feeling like that is a betrayal of Dieter and seeing all of the outbursts that came with this, all of the drama, all of the conflict that accompanies him realizing his feelings. I have to say Nana won my heart this episode, especially when she said, ignoring it won't solve anything and pushing that girl away isn't going to fix anything. She doesn't deserve treatment like that. I love her. Aunt Wacky commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, Nana is reminding Noel, even though he really doesn't need it. Noel knows he needs to end one relationship in order to pursue another, even as it must terrify him to do so. Meanwhile, there's Alyssa in a prison of her own making, probably, putting on the war paint and readying for battle. 
it just reminds you that there's a lot of obstacles in the way of Shin A and Yonggi ever starting a romantic relationship with each other. This is a slow burn, and I feel like there's going to be some heartbreak along the way. My heart is already breaking a little bit <laughs> when I look at Yonggi and Shin A just denying everything and feeling so conflicted and not even wanting these feelings. It's pretty heartbreaking. But one thing that soothes the heartbreak is all the wisdom we get from Nana. So she says, seeing you like this, you sure remind me so much of your father. You're already the spitting image of him. You better not start following in his footsteps. Don't think I'm just going to turn a blind eye. I still remember Alyssa. The world doesn't need two of that vile man. And that must be what the commenter was talking about, is that Noel has to end this relationship with Alyssa in order to pursue another, but he's not going to because of his relationship with Dieter, so all of that has to be smoothed out. But Noel insists to his grandmother that he is not like his father, not in the least. He never wants to be like him, which is good. I don't want him to be like his dad. But even seeing the whole spitting image of him, it's like, man, he looks so much like his dad and Kosuke really doesn't look as much like him. And now it's really starting to give more credence to that theory that Carmen brought up on the last podcast episode about I Love You, where maybe Kosuke's dad isn't Rand. Maybe that's not his biological father. It's very possible. That would just be a poignant twist. The day we hit that twist, if it ever comes in this comic, we're all going to just run around screaming. I will throw my phone out the window and run around screaming and somersaulting in my house at how wild that twist is. Like, it's not a happy twist. It's just, like, shocking. (laughs) The shock I would feel for poor Kosuke, who has wrapped his entire identity in being Rand Hirahara's son, it's just like, oh my gosh. I almost hope it's not true for Kosuke's sake, but story-wise, it would be very interesting. Gunad commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, That Nolan and Rand comparison is spot on. Seems like history is repeating itself with Yui slash Alyssa and Nessa slash Shin A. This commenter is basically saying that there's like a forced kind of marriage of convenience, relationship of convenience versus having actual strong romantic feelings for somebody. And it does kind of feel like the cycle is repeating, doesn't it? So then we cut to Alyssa, who is basically in the fetal position, sitting up, but her knees are to her chest, and she's looking at her phone. And just look at how dark the background is for these panels. I mean, Yangi's panels weren't super bright, but in his hospital room, it wasn't like dark and scary. The only light we see is Alyssa's phone, really. That's her source of light. Everything else is just darkness around her, and I feel like that's on purpose. Like, kimchi is trying to tell us something through the visuals here. Alyssa's looking at multiple texts that she sent to Yonggi, and she never heard back from him. Does this seem familiar? Because it's dawning on me right now that Shin A is doing something similar, looking to see if Dieter will respond. I wonder why that parallel is being drawn between Alyssa and Shin A. It's like... They're connected without even being connected right now. We see that Alyssa's in a bathroom and Gun Kim calls for her, saying her groupmates are getting impatient. It doesn't seem like they like Alyssa very much because they want to leave without her and they're whispering mean things outside of the door about her. And we just see her all disheveled, sitting on a toilet, 
not even close to being put together. You would not expect this woman here to be like a celebrity, you know? She's like having a very private moment where she's falling apart. But then we see panels of her getting ready and there's something disconcerting about them to me. For some reason, it made me think of like a shattered mirror, the way that the panels are arranged as she's getting ready and she's doing all of those steps to put herself together for everyone but herself. She pastes on a smile and heads out that door and I just don't buy the smile. Aunt Wacky commented again on this episode and said, I think Alyssa's tired of being on all the time. She's on for everything and everyone, including her group mates. She needed to be alone, to be herself, maybe to process the evening shenanigans. Plus, she's afraid. Her hunched, curled-up body language says so much, or it did to me. It did to me, too. I really appreciated this comment. I felt like Alyssa is forcing a persona, a version of herself that she has to turn on when she interacts with other people in her industry, maybe when she interacts with people, period. I remember during those flashbacks of Alyssa's past, there were moments like that when Shanae went to go visit her and she was a mess. She was literally falling apart in her room and then her parents wanted her to come down and she came out and she was normal and completely put together. She has been doing this to cope with life for a long time and I don't think it's healthy. I don't think she's actually processing what needs to be processed. And that's just my opinion, but I worry about Alyssa a little bit. She's not always been my favorite character, but the depth of her character draws me in, if that makes sense. So the last thing that happens in this episode is she comes out and Gun Kim talks about her group mates and he says, you don't want to give them another reason to dislike you. So that's not great. And it just confirms to us that her groupmates don't like her. Another reason to dislike you, they already don't like her. And we will theorize why that is in the coming episodes. And when we return from the short musical interlude, we are talking about Gun Kim being a bit creepy. Why is your hand on her back, sir? What are you doing? And we'll also be talking about Shin A being consumed with thoughts of a certain orange haired fella. We'll be right back. In episode 234, we continue with Gun Kim and Alyssa, and he mentions Shin A and asks if Alyssa still keeps in contact with her. And Alyssa says that they're not still in contact. Not really. I can't help but see how sad she looks through all of this. It just really struck me how sad Alyssa looks. She's trying to figure out what happened last night because she hasn't heard back from Yongi. She doesn't know what's going on with Kosuke. She's not really in the loop. And Gun Kim's response is, Sweetheart, you have nothing to worry about. Everything's going to be just fine. Why did this make me cringe? I mean, I guess it's because this grown man is calling her sweetheart, but it doesn't feel like it's coming from a good place. You can tell. There's no voiceover. I don't know what his voice sounds like, but the way that it's written and him saying sweetheart like that, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel safe for Alyssa. He continues to talk, saying, good old Randy and dazzling Yui, 
If it's any consolation, they're both longtime friends of mine. Having spent years and years with them, I can say with confidence that you can trust the two of them to find the solutions to a problem. I really can't stop thinking about the theory that maybe he's Kosuke's dad and had an affair with Yui. Dazzling Yui. He said dazzling Yui. Good old Randy and dazzling Yui. Years and years and years with them, huh? I'm just keeping that theory in my back pocket, still thinking about it. So he shows her all of the positive comments from Alyssa's latest video. You know, people are raving about Alyssa specifically, which I think that might be the reason why the other groupmates don't like her, right? They're jealous. They're mad that in this group, Alyssa is shining. Alyssa is the one standing out. And I also think that there no amount of comments is going to make Alyssa feel better because how she's feeling goes deeper than that. So these comments, though, that it's nice to have people celebrate you and like what you're doing and think you're talented. And I'm sure there are some aspects to being famous that are fun, but I don't think this is fulfilling her in the way that she longs to be fulfilled, in the way that she hoped she would feel complete. You can just tell that she feels so broken inside. Gun Kim continues and says, I like you. Out of all of the members in your group, you're my favorite. Don't tell anyone. And I may even get in trouble for telling you this so soon. I just wrote yikes because he's so manipulative. Doesn't it feel super manipulative? Chase the Ladybug commented on this episode of the Webtoon and said, That convo between Alyssa and Mr. Kim was so unsettling though. It is. It makes you feel like itchy and unsettled. You're my favorite. Don't tell anyone. Talking to a young woman like this is just really creepy. Anonymous commented and said, also, he's clearly talking about selling her off to his investors. And it's like a warning that she should always listen. Like she shouldn't go against their wishes. She and Megan have the typical development lots of kids from abusive households have, while Meg, after some time of abusive behavior, took time to reflect and finally break the circle for herself. Alyssa, as the favored, will do anything to not lose the love of those she thinks are her support, and it's sad. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what that comment is saying, especially about Alyssa, you know, feeling like if I lose this love then what do I have? You know, but this love isn't very loving. I would not say Gun Kim loves you unconditionally or loves you well, and maybe he should keep his hands to himself, <laughs> but we'll get there. I'm jumping ahead. So he says that there's a lot of people interested in taking her career to the next level, the investors that the commenter was talking about. And that's when he touches the small of her back and says, let this conversation be a secret between you and I only. Ugh, the angle of that panel, right? The way that these images are being presented. It's creepy, it's scary, and you just want to yell at Alyssa to run. Meanwhile, we go to Shin A, who is still thinking about Yangi and what he said. She's insisting to herself that everything they did at the hospital that night, the dancing, the bandana stuff, the finger dancing, all of those things were just normal harmless things between friends. She thinks to herself, if I replaced the person on the other end with someone else, nothing would change. She's trying to say she could swap out Yangi and those memories with anybody 
and it would be normal. So nothing romantic happened. That's what she's thinking. And yet I found it completely fascinating that we didn't see her do that with her thoughts. Shin A, you never swapped Noel out with someone else. You just imagined him harder. You just saw him even closer in your mind with your bandana around his face. So, so much for your, if I replace him with someone else, nothing would change theory. You didn't do it. You didn't even try. I want to read you another comment from Aunt Wacky, who comments on this webtoon really great stuff. They said, it took me a bit to recognize what I was looking at regarding those red and black panels. Those are Shin A's lungs and heart. But as you can see, her heart hasn't woken up yet. So I saw that there were some red organ looking things on these panels, but I could not put my finger on what I was looking at. So I'm glad this commenter said it's like her heart, like her lungs. It did look like that, like a beating heart maybe. If you look at the panels of her memories of Yangi from that night, those same memories that she said could easily be replaced with someone else, but she didn't do. Yeah, that kind of looks like a heart. It's red. You know, it really stands out. And guess what? We're going to see this imagery again. But before we talk about that, Min Yuk comes to pick Shin A up. And when she gets back, she collapses on the couch. I feel her exhaustion. She is so tired and she still can't relax. She's so grumpy <laughs> and irritable. Her father and Min Yuk ask if she's okay. And Shin A says, I don't want to dump all of my drama on you guys. I wouldn't even know where to start anyway. I don't understand it myself. That is the truth. You really don't understand it yourself. I don't think you understand yourself. Not yet, at least. So she's just sitting there, grumbling out loud about Noel, consumed with thoughts of him. And the episode ends with Maya just staring at her as she does this. And so most of the people in the comments were like, come on, Maya, please talk to her. She said she doesn't know where to start. She doesn't understand herself. Please help this girl. Please. We asked, and that's what we will receive. When we come back, we are talking about the tremendous, wonderful conversation that Maya has with Shin A that made my character ranking for Maya just shoot all the way up. I love her so much. We'll be right back. episode 235, Shin A is the grumpiest I think we've ever seen her. Everything she's saying comes out in a cranky way. She's not even being provoked, she's just being cranky. Like, maybe she wants Noel to go to jail, is something she says out loud. And her dad's like, don't badmouth your friends just because you're tired. And then she tells her dad, you know what, you were barely around to raise me. So yes, Shin A needs sleep really badly. But I did laugh when her dad ran over to his girlfriend and Min Yuk and was like, help, because I, I don't know what to do. I'm going to like yell at her. <laughs> help me, please. So it's time to eat at the table. I think morning has come, like it is breakfast time. And Shin A's dad talks about how he's going to start going to meetings to work on his sobriety at the neighborhood church. And it's really nice to see him in a better place. In fact, Shin A cries happy tears at her dad's progress, especially when he says, he knows he's let her down before. Like he's tried and tried and tried, 
but he thinks this will be his last attempt because he's super serious about getting sober, which is so lovely to hear. And I felt for Shanae as she cried and she tried to hide her tears at the table. And she even asked them like, turn on the TV, like drown out the noise of my tears. But why do I feel like ever since we saw Yui run into Shanae's father, that like she's going to somehow ruin this better place that he's in. I don't know if she's going to show up at the neighborhood church, but I do fear that. I do worry about how she's going to get involved in his life, if at all. It, it worried me when they met, and I have not stopped thinking about it. Maya and Minyuk's mom goes to the TV and turns it on, and guess who's on there? It's Alyssa and her girl group performing. The video is from 16 hours ago. Man, has it been a long 16 hours. And highlighted amongst the crowd is the back of Yonggi's head, instantly recognizable by everybody watching. And Minhyuk is shocked to hear that Yonggi and Alyssa are dating. He's surprised Sinead didn't tell him. And he also says that Alyssa got everything she was trying to get in life. She is famous. She has money. And Minyuk is surprised she's letting someone like Yonggi with a bad reputation stick around, knowing how she was in middle school. And that's when Shin A promptly gets up, says she's not feeling good, and heads upstairs to Maya's room. So Minyuk thinks that his mistake in this conversation was saying that Alyssa's pretty and talented and famous and stuff. Like, he's like, oh no, I shouldn't have said that. Alyssa's ugly after all. <laughs> da, 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 da. He tries to reverse it. I get that. Maybe that's part of it. But something that Maya brings up later and Maya noticed in this moment is that the real problem is that Yangi is dating Alyssa and it's coming up right now. And that's what Sinead doesn't feel good about. I think that's what made her retreat upstairs. So Maya goes after her. To talk to Shanae, she says, Auntie Maya would like to hear all about your boy troubles. <laughs> the relief I felt when I read that because somebody needs to talk to our girl. We need to help her. She is swimming in the rivers of denial and the water is not smooth. <laughs> Shanae is drowning. She is drowning in her denial. And I feel like Maya is offering a life jacket and a boat, and I want Shanae to take either of the two things, if not both. And yet, Shanae's first response to Maya is, get the F out right now, or I will bite you. <laughs> she has been feeling bitey. You know, she's said it a couple of times now. So Shanae does end up spilling all of the tea to Maya, talks about the entire situation. In fact, Shanae is just talking and talking and talking, Maya comments that she's never seen her talk this much. And when Maya finally gets a chance to speak, she asks, did you ever consider maybe your ginger pal didn't see it that way? What you thought was a moment between friends, maybe he thought something else. That's why he thinks spending time with you is a problem. He likes you and he's being mean so you don't find out. Thank you, Maya. You are a saint. I love you. Like literally, top three character. There she goes. She just shot herself all the way up there. She might have been in my top 10 before, maybe after the top 10. Now she's in my top three for saying that. She spelled it out perfectly. Yangi likes you, feels guilty about it, is trying to push you away by being mean. She said it all. And now that she's said it, it can't be unsaid. 
I feel like Shin A can't unhear that. And it will come up again and again for her that her friend, who is more objective than Shin A is, came up with this conclusion. But even upon hearing this, Shanae's first response is, he's got a girlfriend, so no. Look at that panel where she says that. She's leaning over Maya. Girl, why does your face look like that? (laughs) Why did you get in her face like that? (laughs) And it just reminds me, for anyone who ever watched the Death Note anime or read the manga, when L told Light Yagami who he was, and he's just like looking at him intently, that's what Shanae looks like. Calm down, Shanae. Take several steps back. Sit down, please. Calm down. A few moments later, Maya brings up a good point about Shanae being able to usually shrug things off. You know, when she loses a friend, when people ignore her, she usually is able to just shrug it off and move on with her life. For better or worse, that's a quality she always used to have. But Maya points out that with Dieter not talking to her and Yangi trying to get rid of her, Shin-A is super upset and she's not seen this kind of reaction from her. And then Shin-A expresses how she feels about Dieter. And when she does, she talks about how reliable he is, how easy it is to be in his presence and how he's soft and cute and comforting like a teddy bear. Once again, Carmen and I talked about in the last podcast episode that we would not be shocked if she tried giving Dieter like a try, like dating him for a little bit and seeing what that was like because Shanae does find him cute, you know? And then Maya brings up the fact that if it weren't for Yangi, Shanae wouldn't even be talking to Dieter right now. So Shanae thinks about Yangi and we get these amazing, fantastic, wonderful, superb perspective shots from Shanae's point of view, looking at Yangi, looking at her. So he has a marker. He's going to draw on her face. Now he has lipstick. He's going to help her apply makeup. And it's so intimate and wonderful. And I think it took a lot of us by surprise. MMNDZ commented and said, seeing Noel from Shin A's point of view was content I never knew I needed until now. I full heartedly agree. And then if you look at this, there's that heartbeat again, the heart, the organ of the heart. You can see that red organ-looking thing in these panels. So, Shanae, does that mean your heart is beating faster thinking about Yangi? Is that a possible interpretation of this? I mean, Shanae literally says after we see that heart and we see the perspective shots, you're making my blood boil. Get out of my mind. I'm too young to be feeling like this, making my blood pressure soar. That denial is so strong. Is that what you think is happening, Shanae? That your heart is racing? because of like high blood pressure because he makes you mad. It's funny that her brain goes there instead of I have a crush on him. And then she talks about how he has her hat. He has her bandana. She wants her things back. If you won't let me have you, then I'm not letting you keep anything of mine. What a sentence. That is the kind of sentence that stops you in your tracks as you're reading a webtoon because it's so well written. I can't believe Shanae said, if you won't let me have you in regards to Noel, That girl is in love. I feel like she fell so hard. She said, if you won't let me have you. It's also really sweet that Dieter texts her back and she gets excited about that. I was happy for her because to be left on red is not, it's not fun. I didn't want Shanae to feel like both guys in her life hated her, you know, because Yonggi made it clear he was mad at her and 
he pushed her out of his room. <laughs> so Dieter texting her back is a win. She needed this. Maya comes right out and asks if Shanae has feelings for Yangi, which I appreciated. Once again, Maya, top three girl. You're my top three. <laughs> Here's the denial in Shanae talking. She goes, why on earth would I like someone that's already taken? So if he breaks up with Alyssa, she will have no excuse. I don't know what her new excuse will be. Because every time Maya says something, Shanae goes, he's got a girlfriend, so no. Why on earth would I like someone who's already taken? You know, it's her crutch right now. Alyssa is the obstacle that stops Shanae from feeling. So Maya keeps pressing her and pressing her until Shanae bites her arm and pushes her right out of her own room. You were so close, Maya. You did a good job. I really appreciate you and thank you for being a good friend to Shanae. We see that Maya got kicked out, and then we go to the other side of the door where Shanae is leaning against it, blushing. She looks so cute, and I have to wonder, did she realize her feelings, at least partially, because she's blushing and covering her mouth as if she realized something here. Demi Neve Winter commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, she's blushing slightly while still denying her feelings. Imagine how she'll be when she fully accepts it. She'll be redder than a tomato, laughing face emoji. <laughs> I can't wait for that day. I, like I said, it's a slow burn. I'm going to teach myself to be patient. I want to be more patient than Shin A. I feel like that's something we should all aspire to. When Shin A is tired, she lacks patience and she can get very, very cranky. And so I'm hoping to exceed her limits of patience. Mara 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 commented on this episode and said, Noel was also like, I don't have time for this. This can't be happening. Yeah, they had similar thoughts once they realized feelings. Once they blushed, they were like, no, I cannot do this. This can't be happening. Interesting. Those two are very similar. Vicross Giuzu commented and said, those two definitely have the same brain cells when it comes to feelings, lol. And then I saw someone else say something like, they have one brain cell that they share and pass it along as need be. <laughs> you guys, why do you have to drag Shanae and Noel like that? <laughs> so she goes to sleep. Finally, I felt so happy and content to see Shanae rest because she's not been sleeping and that's been messing up her brain. <laughs> it's been really messing with her. And so Dieter arrives and sees her asleep. And Min Hyuk is like, I will wake her up. I will yell in her ear. I will do whatever it takes to wake my best friend up. And Dieter's like, no, don't worry about it. And he leaves. Zia Selma commented with a quote saying, Shanae obviously needs more time. And I don't want to take that away. Dieter. Dieter sees. Dieter knows. Dieter has already accepted. And he's the best of them all. Always. So that person is theorizing that when Dieter says this about not wanting to take that away and Shanae needs more time, that maybe Dieter realizes everything that's going on and she needs more time to understand that she has feelings for Yonggi and it's going to take time, but he's not going to take her away from using that time and figuring it out. Chris with a K commented and said, Dieter is just so beautiful. I love him and he's going to get what's coming to him. He plants nothing but good seeds. Something juicy and good is going to spring up for him one of these days. That brings such a smile to my face. I hope Dieter gets a happy ending, whatever that means for him. I hope that he gets really good things, yeah, in this comic because he's wonderful. 
And now they've made plans to see Yanggi together at a different time. And we'll have to see how Shanae responds to him and how she responds to Dieter when they all face each other again in the light of day. Well, that's it. That's my breakdown of episodes 233 through 235 of I Love You by Kim Chi. If you want to show your appreciation for the podcast, you can do that by joining my Patreon at patreon.com slash girlwonder. And that's it. Let's wrap this up. Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Wonder. We currently have no sponsors, so here's a shout out to a random listener instead. This week's shout out goes to Nancy Sundays on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. New episodes of Girl Wonder are uploaded on Saturdays. I'm Joe Rochelle, and we'll talk again next week. Bye!